0: <clears throat> Welcome back to another episode of Sideways, a podcast about motorcycle riding in Taiwan. I'm Michael Brannica, a YouTuber and off-road riding enthusiast, and this is Sasha Finster, an off-road riding instructor. Hello there. So uh, th- in this episode, we'd like to go through and talk about gear, and we want to um, give you tips on how to choose gear for adventure riding, for on and off road riding. And in the background you hear bikes. Um, we're out here at a, at a you know, practice training ground that people like to ride around at. Um, you'll hear bikes go by, that is part of the podcast. It's a motorcycle podcast. Exactly. Um, so what I wanted to do is just start out with the most important thing, your head. Um, and I brought uh, one helmet here um, to, to check out. Um, and so for off road riding um, and, and for adventure style riding, um, we have a, 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 a wide selection of, of dual sport style of helmets. And this is a very typical helmet. This is a helmet that I used for, uh, it must be five plus years, six years. Um, and so um, it has a, a visor here uh, on, on, the, on the front. Um, you, you, have a, uh, you have a peak, and, uh, but it's, it's kind of an off-road style of helmet. You can see that here. Um, and then a lot of people, like yourself, um, like to run a, a, an off-road helmet with goggles. Right. Um, and, and then some people will just run a straight street helmet. Right. So I think those are kind of your three options. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so what are your thoughts? What do you look at when you're choosing a helmet for this style of riding? Well,
1: when we look at, for example, our, at our trainings, uh, quite often we have people attend our level 1 ADV trainings they show up obviously with uh, normal street helmets, right? And those are fine. Protection is basically more or less the same, but there are some differences. Uh, Comfort is a little different, right? Um, So a lot of them fairly quickly, if they like off-road riding, I'm not talking about hardcore, but if they like off-road riding, they switch to a helmet like yours, right? Because it is a little more comfortable since our our speeds are not that high when we go off-road riding. in taiwan lots of sun so having that peak here is really really important right so you have just a little bit of you know it's not as hardcore like in motocross where you can use that to you know duck and you know shield yourself from 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 roost or whatever sometimes yes but not most of the time no but just having a little bit of sun protection does make a difference in like if you do a whole day of riding you know so that is really 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 cool well Um, talking
0: about the peak uh since you mentioned that um i use it every single ride I go on um, for branches. Um, so if you duck your head straight down, um, you, you see the, the peak, it protects your, your face from branches and it knocks them out of the way. Um, and in Taiwan where the, the, the vegetation grows at an insane rate, um, it overgrows the trail uh, right. in, in a couple of weeks it feels like. Um, and so that's a feature I use a lot. That, that's why like a lot
1: of guys and girls who ride more frequently with us and like the challenge, they immediately switch to an off-road uh, style handle because the peak is a little bit longer. Yeah. So you have a little more protection, you know? <laughs> so like you said, it's perfect. Craig, you know, you, you move your head a little bit more down and you can protect your, your face and stuff. And it it's, it's, makes more sense, exactly, right? Uh, to me personally, uh, if you like off-road riding, adventure riding, Getting your style, this kind of style of adventure helmet is a must, you know, because it is more comfortable. A lot of times you also have a sunscreen inside that you can just flip down, you know, mm. from from, uh, from the side from you know, at your helmet, whatever, you know. So a lot of times because here it's, it's hot, you know, you want to have that, you know, these the sun protection there. And you, it's hard to breathe sometimes in the summer. So you open the main visor and you have a little more airflow going on. Right. And something that we've seen is one difference between these kind of helmets and street helmets is you have a little more space in the front. Yeah. Right. So, um, it, I mean, it makes a huge difference already, you know, yeah. um, if you're in the summer if riding the summer and it's more technical or you just dropped your bike, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're surrounded by air, but you will very quickly feel the difference. You know, when, in a normal street helmet, you just will be gasping for air. Yeah. Right. And with these helmets a little bit uh, better because they are more like, you know, pointy in the in the front. Now, the best will be obviously motocross helmets, you know, yeah. proper dirt bike helmets because you have even more space there. Right. Um, with me before it got to a point where you get so tired, like, for example, from picking up bikes or whatever. Right. Or from just technical sections where just taking off the helmet is exhausting. Yeah. Right. So if you can save even that little bit of energy by having a proper helmet, I think that, is, that makes a difference. And the last thing would be because you have that, that space here, it's not only better for, for breathing, but since we tend to have a higher possibility or chance of, of crashing or falling, you have a little more space between the helmet and your face. Uh, yeah. So you have that extra buffer in between. So with with uh, street helmets, it's still fairly close to your to your mouth here. So if you fall and you hit something, you know it's it's just I mean you're protected, but the helmet will hit your face, your mouth, right? Yeah. And with these kind of helmets, it's uh, a little better, right? The only thing you have to keep in mind is uh, good and bad about the peak, right? If you like to go fast, you know you have to be aware that the peak will you know drag. Yeah. So one thing that we we'll always tell everyone is Um, how much uh, drag you will have is take the helmet and look at the helmet from the front and see how much space you have between the peak and the actual helmet. Because uh, if you close your visor here and you look at it from the front, it's very, very open, Mm -hmm. right? So you have a lot of air that comes in and the peak is very, very, you know, like small, right? It's very thin. So it should slice through the air and the vibration buffeting should be less and there you have some some manufacturers where it's basically closed where the they're attached here in the top whatever so obviously have you more resistance so we'll pull more and you will have more wind noises which is really annoying right yeah however um i have an Arai uh off-road helmet at home and it looks like it's com- almost completely closed and this is one of the best helmets actually yeah. Right, like it is fairly uh, quiet and, and it's really actually comfortable to ride. I don't know how they did that. Uh, yeah. So this is, yeah, the exception from the rule, but usually- The X-D4? X-D should be, yeah. I think yeah, so. They, I think that's- Showing I ride, have I can't remember that, but yeah, yeah. The, the proper, they only have one that proper- uh, Adventure. Yeah. No, no, off-road, off-road helmet. It's I mean, a full off-road. off-road. Full off-road, yeah. okay. not, not the adventure model, yeah. the off-road model. Right? Okay. So uh, right now I'm using the Shoei, it's also VFR, uh, VFW or something that it's called, I forgot. But um, yeah, so this is something with these uh, adventure style helmets that we that we uh, share with, with riders that when you buy one, just look at it from the front to see how closed up or open it is. And that will give you a rough idea if it's, how it will handle it's like 120, 130 and above, right? So yeah. So, so when
0: is. I bought this, uh, I was riding Supermoto and I was pretty much just on the street. Mm. And uh, one thing I noticed right away, um, is at, at least for this particular helmet, and I, I think it is a general kind of thing with, with peaks, is you have to be conscious of um, whether your head is angled up or down. Right. Um, and you have to turn your head just slightly down and then um, it, will, it, it will push down, uh, yeah. the, the air will push down on the helmet, um, which is good. Um, when it pulls up, it's not good. Right. Um, so you have to be kind of conscious of that. And then I notice, like, when I'm at highway speed, I'm doing 120, and I'm, and I'm doing a shoulder check. Um, hmm. I feel, I, you immediately <laughs> feel it pull your head to the yeah. side, um, and that's kind of annoying. Um, but I think, I, I think this is a good compromise if you're going to be riding a, a lot um, on the street. Right. I really do like the, the visor um, for highway speeds. You shut that down, and, and it immediately goes way quiet. Yes. Um, the, 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 the quietness is really nice, and you feel like quite shielded. Right. Um, it reduces the fatigue that you're going to feel um, when you're doing longer rides as well.
1: If, if you do both, uh, this is the helmet to go for. It's, it's just, like I said, it's quiet, it's comfortable. Uh, if it should rain, whatever, you know, you're completely closed off. It is really, really nice, right? Yeah. Uh, myself, I, I switched to off-road, uh, to the off-road helmet. One of the main reasons, basically, for that was because I, I had I actually had like three or four Nex uh, adventure helmets yeah, yeah. From, from Nex. Also, weird, weird model number, I forgot. But and I love that. I still have one that I sometimes wear, like when I ride my scooter or whatever, right? Um, it has so many things you can put on for your GoPro and adjust the helmet, everything. I really like that. But like I said, you know, it's like when we ride off-road. Most of the time, I had my main visor up, and my sun protection down, and which was fine. But probably was my luck every single time. Well, not every time, but many, many times when we hit some technical stuff, like just this short section that was tricky. Right then and there, there was just some dust, whatever, that went in between into my eye. And I hated that. Yeah. Right. and uh, never in easy sections always yeah. in technical <laughs> sections right so i ended up a lot of times riding that section with one eye open yourself you know yeah. and and that's dangerous right yeah yeah so that's what that was one reason why we switched or i switched to a proper dirt bike helmet where you have goggles right it's just you know yeah. they seal to your face seal, exactly yeah. and you have good vision and you have still you can breathe a lot you know yeah. it's still very well ventilated um, so that was one main reason, but if you don't go that hardcore, you know, and this is amazing. You
0: yeah. Know. So for a, for a long time, like I had a pair of goggles that somebody sent me for free and I had them in, in the closet and, and I just used this. And when I rode off road, I would lift up the, the visor. Um, and I had, I had glasses on, I, I wore glasses and, and so I just rode like that. Um, and then I tried the goggles one time and I couldn't believe the airflow the increased airflow. And so, um, you know, one of the rules for, you know, across motorcycle gear, when you're riding off road, the two things that matter so much more um, one is airflow um, and the other is weight um, because you're exerting yourself so much more and you're moving way more slowly. So there's not that much air going over you. So those two things you notice so much and we'll keep coming back to that. Um, and so the off-road helmets, they have a lot more airflow, so instead of having a thing that you can close in the front, all of the vents um, for the audio, all, all, all of the vents on this um, AGV uh, AX8 Dual Sport, um, they can be shut, which is good if you're riding on the street in the rain, you don't want a bunch of rain coming in through your vents. But that means that they don't open that much. No. Um, they just have these tiny little slits, and so the airflow is way lower on this dual sport model than you're going to get on an off road helmet. No. Um, I currently have a Fly Racing F2 Carbon. Um, it's much lighter, and the airflow is much better. And I've done a full uh, comparison review, uh, and I'll put that in the in the description um, that that goes through the features. Uh, and I think it's going to be I think it's going to be um, more or less universal across off-road helmets, the differences that you see between these two helmets. All right. Um, so that'll be something interesting to, to check out. Um, so did you have any more thoughts before we move on to the next one? Uh, you mean helmets? Yeah, just on helmets. Yeah. No, uh,
1: for me, if, if you want to go really off-road riding, like you said, you know, get a proper dirt bike helmet with good goggles. If it would be me, stay away from the cheap ones. There is a difference, there is a reason why they're cheap and and, and, and expensive goggles, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, weight definitely, safety is another thing. Uh, And if you want to go really, if you want to play off-road really, really enthusiastically, then obviously your on-road speed is not going to be that high. So all that buffeting and, and pulling will not be that big of an issue for you. So that because that's what we see, you know, people who basically come to a training, and after that maybe don't ride off-road anymore, they stay they stick with their their uh, normal street helmet. The mm-hmm. ones who like, you know what, I like this, and they immediately switch to such kind of helmet, an adventure helmet. Uh, and then the ones who really like, you know what, I love off-road riding, you know, give me more, they will immediately buy a proper dirt bike helmet. So you have that step-by-step uh, evolution going on, which is good.
0: Yeah. So um, to move on to the next, Part. I wanted to talk about, um, you know, when we're choosing, when we're choosing uh, gear uh, to protect ourselves, to protect our body, um, how do you choose gear uh, for off-road? So I wanted to go, you know, for off-road and on-road riding. Uh, so I wanted to go through the options that you have. Um, and one of, one of the ones uh, that I started out doing, you know, you have your summer street jacket that's, that's you know, 100 or 200 bucks. And, and you just use that mm-hmm. off road uh, because it, the, the airflow is fairly decent. Um, it's got uh, impact protection um, in, in, in here. And uh, so when you're, when you're buying gear, um, the two major things that you're gonna find that it's gonna protect you from is abrasion. So that's the slide uh, when you fall down and then you have impact. Right. Um, so you should, you should be wearing CE rated uh gear and what that means is that that these these things inside of here um they have been tested um to reduce the impact to your body um a certain number uh uh you know a certain um rating right um and i don't have the i don't I don't know those um but you have a, a ce level one um that which imp- that reduces the impact a certain amount and then you have a ce level two which reduces the impact more which is more protection um, so off road, you need uh, a lot of impact. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> so for the for the audio, our branch just broke that we oh, were great. hanging our uh, our uh, uh, find something uh, stuff on here. <laughs> so that that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> that was uh, fun.
1: It's gonna be out of the shop, but okay. It's okay. okay. We'll take it down when we're, yeah. when we're
0: discussing it. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. so. Um, so um, when you're riding off-road, um, you're, you're going to need quite a bit of, of impact uh, protection because you, you tend to hit things sometimes. Right. <laughs> um, and then uh, when you're riding on the road, you need to be very, very conscious of your, your slide protection. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, we, we went through the first option, your, your summer jacket that you're just going to throw on, you're going to ride off-road. Um, it's not ideal, but it is one of the cheaper options that you're going to find. Yeah. And, and so I did that for a long time. Um, and, and I was more or less happy with it until I got, uh, stuck in a riverbed. Uh, and it was extremely, extremely hot down in the South. And I, I, I almost had a heat stroke, uh, <laughs> trying to drag my bike over stuff and my bike did overheat. So, so yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was horrible. <laughs> um, and so I went to some lighter gear, but, um, I actually do not have, um, any experience in, uh, the, the, the suits, uh, the, the, the adventure suits, um, I like to call them body condoms because they, they, uh, they cover you from head to toe. Um, so can you share with us uh, the features of, of these and what you look for when you're buying these? things? Right. Speaking of that, actually, yesterday during our, our event, I, it was the very first time
1: I saw the Climb one-piece adventure suit. I've, <laughs> I, I've seen that on the website, but it was the first time I saw it actually in real life. It, yeah. it, looks, it looked better than, than it looks on like like in 2D. But it's very interesting, you know, yeah. I usually think of that like one-piece leather suits to go on the track, whatever. Now you uh-huh. have a one-piece you know, adventure suit, whatever, you know. I'm not sure if I'm up to that, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this, this is my, my latest jacket I my, uh, got from Climb. And um, this is actually the closer that it gets to, to what you just mentioned about the summer jacket here, right? Because this jacket, uh, this particular model is a Climb the car. And it's like a dual purpose jacket, you know, so it actually doesn't it doesn't come with any protectors. It has yeah. pockets, but um, you, you can put in protectors, but it doesn't okay. come with them. OK, right? so it's just a jacket itself uh, where you can wear your body armor underneath with your jersey uh, because that particular uh, uh, jacket, you can actually take off the, the sleeves. Oh. Wow. So if you put in, for example, your shoulder and your elbow pads, and you take off the, uh, the sleeves then obviously you have no protection. Yeah, right? yeah. So that's why a lot of people who, who buy these, they wear body armor and just put that on top of it and when it gets hot, they just take off this is the sleeves. You know, you can put it here in the back here and stuff and it's, it's really, really lightweight. That's one thing why I, I really like that. It is wow. fairly ventilated. Okay, this is just a, just a pocket. Here you have ventilation here, here uh, and then in the back as well, right? Uh, it is good, but it's really, really light and this is something I like a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, the pants are also very well ventilated. And, um, but yeah, this is dual purpose gear. That means uh, it, it usually doesn't come with any protectors, right? Yeah. Uh, I put, uh, put a back protector back in here because I'm lazy. <laughs> so um, uh, that's one of the difference between MX gear or proper dirt bike gear and adventure gear. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a second. Adventure is it's more relaxed, you know, so I mean there is a difference and you can good get really good protection But it, it is a little more simpler to put on than off-road, like proper off-road gear So this is something I I really enjoy wearing what I was wearing before that was this, this, jacket here, or this here. So um, well, Hopefully that branch doesn't break <laughs> uh, there was this one here and there's also climb it's called the baja s4 and this is basically that's probably gonna break um and this, this one is basically adventure gear for the summer so it doesn't have any uh zippers for ventilation but any part that has this kind of material is completely ventilated basically right yeah, so if yeah. you look at if you hold it into the sun you can actually see through, oh yeah yeah right yeah so here it's everything here is ventilated here here in the back as well all right so um, um this is actually always always ventilated which is good but the downside is you don't want to encounter rain yeah to right. go right or, through it <laughs> exactly or uh, we once had cro- uh, crossed uh, over <laughs> to Hualien here from the, from from your home yeah and um it was like it was like three degrees you know yeah on top right
0: And it just gets and, um, cold. Too much air really blow. cold. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so you have to wear something either beneath or over it. Right? So yeah. just to keep it. But this is actually not dual sport. This is actually adventure riding gear for the summer. And I really like that. I just don't like the color. But I have short legs. I would have to buy a short, uh, the short version of, of pants. And at that time, they only had this color with... Uh, in a a short version for the pants, so I, that's why, the other colors look way better, I hate that color, but this one, this one is really, really good, I also crashed it once or twice, and, um, yeah, you can hardly see anything, right, They use this called Super Fabric here, and, yeah, um, it only comes with a level one, though, uh, I prefer level two, and, uh, so I bought level two afterwards, uh, protection, uh, inserts, Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, for example, my last gear here is also Climb, and, and um, this is basically uh, that gear that can basically do it all. Um, yeah. This is the, uh, almost a top-notch gear from Climb, and um, it's called the Badlands, and it is three-layer Gore-Tex. Um, it has all the good materials that you need to to stay dry and, and safe whatever it has plenty of ventil- ventilation right plenty of, of zippers and what I like about that that gear the most is you don't need any inner linings
0: right? yeah.
1: so uh, most other gear they have membranes they have other other layers that you have to zip in and, and have to take out if it's too hot whatever you know this one has nothing it's just one layer right? yeah. so you ride and it starts raining, you just sip everything up and you're good to go. I've never thought of that too too much until actually I saw a review from a German guy in English. I forgot what it's called, yeah, if, if you search, I think, Climb Badlands Pants review, you'll find it. It was so funny actually and it made me think because he had really a point where he was like sharing experience where he was riding and he encountered rain and he had to and in other gear and he had to hide behind a bush to put in the linings in his, into his pants and you know he was, you know, peep, he was like joking about people throwing quarters at him you know, <laughs> and, stuff. and I mean it, it's okay if it starts to rain and you s- stop and you take off your jacket and you put the the liners in it whatever that's fine but what about your pants you know you can yeah. strip down next to the, the to the road so okay um, so I, I, I've tested that uh, during raining season, uh, I was right before raining season when I got this last year, and it started raining like crazy. And I immediately, oh, rain great, let's go out, and it was really great. You know, the downside is, yeah, it is a little pricey, uh, but also it is heavy. You know, I mean, yeah. you can see like even my my coat hanger like it's already bent down a little bit. So yeah, it it has a weight to it. You know. Um, but, on the other side, I always tell myself and other people, you know, you, you only put it on and off twice. That's yeah. it, you know, and once you have it on, you don't really feel it too much anymore. At least I don't, right? And, but yeah, weight is definitely something. It is on the heavier side. And um, this is something that I mainly only use when we have
0: so, so what's the, the price range that we're looking at from, from the cheapest uh, climb gear, uh, you know, up to this pro level one?
1: Very simple, like in Taiwan, this gear is basically over 30,000, like just a jacket. The, the Baja here will be just over 20,000. And, and the, <laughs> the, um, the car, just over 10,000. Okay. And so, um, and just to be, to be clear, this will do everything but this is, will be compared to the others, this will be the hottest but yeah. most versatile gear and, but I, I would suggest you get this if you like to travel for a couple days and you don't really care about the weather forecast then definitely wear this the pants actually are oh, from the, the Badlands pants are actually really really good they are, you can wear them during the summer as well they're very very well uh, ventilated um, this one is good Uh, what i like it has uh, i mean here you have openings here but you also have them in the back so the air can come in one side and out the other side yeah and that makes a huge difference even though you have a huge vent here you have wind coming in but it's the same like when you you know you know you know open your windows in your house you know you just open one window not as good as you open two windows right yeah um, and it just pulls it through exactly yeah. exactly so yeah. this is one thing but I've noticed one last thing about this and it is a little bit warmer in this jacket but it isolates you a little bit better so yeah. when you st- uh, when you come to a standstill at a r- uh, red light you still get a little bit hot in these these other jackets but this one because it's probably just kind of closed up it can- you keep a little bit cooler for a longer time Okay. But w- once you, s- you ride, you immediately feel wind in the other uh, jackets, and this one, a little bit less. So, yeah, yeah. but this one would be really for, for touring, right? Like a couple days touring. One day touring, whatever, especially in Taiwan, it is hot most of the time. I think the Baja, uh, more ventilated uh, versions, uh, is what you wanna go for. Definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm gonna turn this off and turn it back on. Because I have a 30-minute record limit. Let's see. Okay, go back on. Okay, All right. Uh, so we, we looked at the, the um, adventure gear uh, options. And uh, now let's talk about the motocross gear. Um, I don't have any of it here because I didn't buy it. Um, but I see a lot of your guys wearing those off-road uh, jacket things with with the armor um, all all in one piece. You just put it on. You, you've got your back protection. You've got your front protection. You've got your 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 elbows and everything all in all in one thing. Um, and that's that's pretty cool stuff. Um, what I run, I run a combination. Um, so in in the front here, I have a Thor Guardian. Um, uh roost roost protector it is ce rated uh front and back um and let me tell you like this thing has has earned its keep um big time so you were actually riding behind me the one time i was riding uh and we were on a concrete road and there were some bushes that were hanging down in the road um and i just i just thought they were just bushes and so i just was gonna just blast right through them um, and inside of the bushes was a was a was a piece of uh, bamboo, and I slammed straight into it. it. I I took it right on the chest, um, and boy, it hurt. But it didn't it didn't hurt me in any way. And I can only imagine if I if I was wearing you know conventional street gear um, that I would have a broken rib, um, and, and you know I'd be off my bike for sure. Um, I would not want to know what would happen. So having that that plastic um, chest protector in the front for off road is really nice. Um, I supermaned over the front one time. I, I was going through the trees and my front end slipped and I and I and my bar caught a tree. Um, and so the, the the front end turned sideways and then you just superman right over the front right. And I slid on my chest and I just got up. Everything was good. Uh, I I really think that having good um, chest and back protection is is really really important yeah, um, and going back to to um this gear um, it's designed to protect you against abrasion and impact and i think the plastic gear has has the the ability to protect against abrasion um, whereas um, some of the softer gear um, that we're going to look at doesn't really um, so then underneath um, I wear, um, wear Liat Airflex, and I've done a full review uh, on those, and their, their D3O armor, if you look it up online, um, it's, it's, it's soft in your hands to touch, it's very soft, very comfortable, but um, when, you, when you encounter impact, the molecules, they harden up, um, and they provide quite a lot of impact protection, it's really amazing technology. Um, it is very comfortable. You don't even know you're wearing it. Airflow is excellent. Um, but if you look online, you'll notice that a lot of a lot of them uh, are have the plastic covering, which is it's going to give you more um, protection, but it's not going to be as comfortable to wear. Um, and I had a I had an incident uh, where I was riding in a riverbed. There was a a piece of metal sticking up that I didn't see. It went through. Um, my, my motocross pants and then went into my leg and I still have a scar um, here on my leg from it. Um, and it, it tore a pretty decent hole in my leg. Um, and so basically it went through the, the edge of this, uh, this knee protector um, where, where it's just cloth, basically. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it glanced off this part and then found a little hole. It was, it was such a point, it just kind of like found its way through my gear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I can't say that if I was wearing the plastic knee guards, the plastic shin guards, if I would just have ridden off, you know, maybe, maybe not. It's really hard to say. Um, but then over the top of this, I wear, um, motocross gear. Um, and there are pros and cons to motocross gear. So first of all, um, one of the, one of the, one of the huge advantages is, is how lightweight it is. So your jersey, I, I, I stayed away from these for a long time because I was doing a lot of street riding. And they're not, they're not designed to take abrasion on pavement. Um, if you go down on this, it's not really going to do very much. Um, it protects you from branches. Um, if you go down on the dirt, it holds up pretty well. Um, but if you're sliding down the road at, at 80 kilometers an hour or whatever, it's not going to last very long at all. Um, so, so if you're doing a lot of road riding, you want to stay away from this, um, but they're cheap, they're replaceable, um, they go over the top of your gear, um, and they offer lots of airflow. Now, some and, are not that cheap, though. Yeah, you that's know? true. So <laughs>
1: that's why, like, you don't want to buy these really expensive jerseys and then go road riding. Yeah. You know, it's just, because they, they rip in a millisecond, you know, yeah. and then you can chuck that thing, you know? so Yeah.
0: it's not fun. Yeah. So, the pants, um, they offer uh quite quite a bit more um abrasion resistance than the jersey does um you can you can feel the type of material that it is it's still not up to road standards um it's still not designed to take a a road fall but but it is it is pretty decent um i felt safe riding in in uh motocross pants and a summer jacket um, on the road i I did that for a long time i did not go down uh, on the road wearing it Um, but you know it offers good airflow um you know and 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 so that's kind of the different uh levels of gear that you can choose um i really believe that if you're riding uh off-road that off-road gear offers the best protection uh to the types of falls that you're likely to find the like the things that you're likely to run into and things of that nature um but but it really falls short on the road
1: well, but again, it's off-road gear. Yeah. Right. So that's simple. You know, it's like if you want to go on-road riding, you can buy on-road gear. That's simple. Now that that's a that's also a bit of a difference between let's say adventure riding gear and proper off-road riding gear, right? Like we said about the the, the car, it's a dual-purpose uh, gear. So it, it means you're spending going to spend a lot, a lot of time off-road. You know, and basically almost all the time off-road. You know, yeah. and various off-road terrains. You know, from light to really technical and hardcore uh, terrains, right? But uh, adventure riding also includes on-road riding. It includes a lot of tarmac as well, right? So that's why, for example, some of the gear it is heavier because it has heavier materials on for better protection, right? So it's you have to be very clear what you want to do, right? If if you don't know how much off-road riding you want to do and how like how much of the ratio is going to be on and off-road. Then you know what you did is uh, in the very beginning is what you should start with. You know, use your normal gear and uh, go off-road riding until you realize you know, okay, I, I need this and this and this. Uh, prefer preferably before you hurt yourself. Yeah. Because um, recently I've been watching some some MX videos as well. The latest one was from Rhino. I forgot his proper name, but like a, a supercross uh, champion back in the days, and he also has uh, you know trainings and everything. And it was really interesting, because he does not like knee braces and he does not like neck braces, right? Because according to him, they restrict you from uh, a fluent movement, you know, actually doing the proper body positioning and everything, right? Because it just because of safety, the safety factor, it restricts you, right? Yeah. Which is an in- interesting point, you know? Uh, because uh, we had one, uh, there was this one training uh, last year at the end of last year and that particular rider he had uh, a neck brace, uh, carbon, right? Like really expensive. And he dropped his bike. Nothing happened to him or the bike, you know, it was just you know, just went around the corner and dropped his bike, And the reason was because he couldn't turn his head. And he was like he, he when he tried try to turn his head it would just, you know, restrict him, right? And so he took it off, which is absolutely okay, right? nothing happened to him during the training everything was fine but this is one thing really interesting because I've heard that and seen that also from other riders who bought two three different neck braces for example and then finally found okay this combination works well so there's this interesting part when you when it, when it comes to safety gear is does it really keep, keep you safe or does it cause you to crash and obviously if you buy safety gear and it causes you to crash well that's not the point of it right so this is something really interesting because there is no such thing as enough safety you know like yeah i'm also thinking about you know the the, the the airbag thing whatever you know uh but i just admitted number one is the price tag that yeah. you know, i don't have the money for that yet uh number two i think it can evolve a little more you know get just be- a little better but um yeah it, but sometimes it is really that question okay uh do i do i like does that safety factor you know does that influence my mobility does it influence my comfort you know so in a second we're going to talk about boots and there's also a difference between ADV boots and uh, motocross boots for example or even enduro boots right I forgot to bring mine though but um, we're going to talk about that in a second as well so this is some uh, really an interesting point you know like like you said off-road gear is off-road gear right if you wear that going off, uh, on-road riding and you crash um, yeah, oh, duh, it's not gonna Here. protect you, you know? So it's gonna be, it's very, very important to know what you wanna do.
0: Yeah, and I think a, a legitimate strategy for off-road um, would be to, to carry a jersey and carry a, a, a summer jacket and, you know, throw the, throw the jacket on uh, when, you're, when you're transiting and then you get to the off-road, take the jacket off. A lot of your guys just, just wear um, the, the, the motocross armor uh with, without anything over the top of it which, which is also fine yeah. um as long as you're riding off road right um and they do offer some uh slide protection the, the the plastic uh elbow pieces and things like that do offer some i don't know how well it's all going to hold together because it's all held together by mesh and so when you go down and you hit the road um i don't know if if the mesh is going to rip apart right.
1: on road it will Definitely. Yeah. off-road depends but my guys, they mostly wear that for trainings, yeah. Or if we like summer here with no shades, whatever, you know. And but we're gonna stay in one area, yeah. And that's all off road. That's yeah. when they wear their, let's say, uh, motocross gear, yeah. Right. Uh, as soon as we go into the mountains, we do some, you know, adventure riding, like riding there and off road riding and everything. They all wear their adventure gear. Yeah. Right? It, it, Safety is one uh, one thing. The other thing is, like you mentioned, it's just you know temperature, right? Yeah. You start out with with you know 20 plus, and then you get into the mountains. It gets really cold, you know. And MX here is not is not built for that. Right? Yeah. But yeah, like if it's for training, where it's really low speeds, you know, no wind, like you, you'll die in that. Yeah. You, know? yeah. Like, you don't need need this anyways, right? So yeah, the you in that part in that. Uh, that, that terrain the mash most of the time will, will 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 hold and give you enough protection right on road definitely not
0: yeah yeah not. and talking about temperature too um i i layer right so so i have multiple layers of of synthetics that will go close to my skin that will be underneath uh, the gear um and then i will i will have like a fleece over that and then my jersey and then the the chest protector, and then I'll throw a shell if I need to to, to block the wind. Um, because sometimes I start my rides, and you don't think Taiwan is cold, but I start my rides sometimes like 5:30 in the morning, and and it 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 can be up in the mountains where I am, um, it can be uh, below five degrees, and that's cold. That is cold. Um, my my fingers are you know quite quite cold, but I know it's going to warm up. I know it's going to hit you know, 10, 15 degrees, um, and I'm gonna warm up. Once I get, and I start struggling in the, uh, uh, in the single track and stuff, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna warm up and then I'm gonna take those layers off because they're all there and I can throw them in my pack and, and then keep on going. Um, and so that's why I like motocross gear because I can do that, I can layer. Um, and then, uh, so if we, wanna, if we wanna move on and talk about boots, so, so the, big, the big discussion that you're gonna find online and stuff is motocross gear uh, motocross boots or adventure boots. So adventure boots are gonna they're gonna be designed to be comfortable to walk in, um, and they're gonna have uh, more grippy soles that are gonna gonna work better when you're walking around. They're gonna have more flex in them. So this this is a a uh, motocross boot. It's a low level motocross boot. It's a it's a mid not low level. It's a mid level. Yeah. It's a mid level. Um, so so you've got your your ones that are like 150 bucks that are your basic your basic stuff. Then you've got your tier twos that are like 250 300 bucks, like this one, um, and it's going it has the hinge at the at the uh, the ankle, which I really like. Um, it, it, it keeps your it it keeps your ankle from overextending um, because in the back it has it has these these things I don't know what to call them that that will keep you from overextending, um, but it allows you to move freely. Um, and then inside of the boot, you're going to have a steel shank. So you cannot bend this sole with your hands. Um, on an adventure boot, you will. You will be able to twist it right up like this. Um, that is a big difference in, in, in protection. Um, and, and like you said, you're always balancing comfort and protection. You're always balancing those two things. Um, so I know that you have... Um, uh, motocross boots, I, I'm pretty sure you have the two levels. You have the, the Tech 7s, right? And uh, the Tech 10s. Yes, right, right. And then you also have adventure boots. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so you have experience in all of them. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on that. Oh, I, I forgot to bring them,
1: sorry. But uh, yeah, the Tech 10s, they, it's like top lineup from Alpine Stars. You have an inner boot as well. Um, they're really, really great. Um, but it, it's, it's really for motocross riding um you just mentioned the soles the sole is really like mx boots nowadays they're like basketball shoes almost right Uh, and it makes sense right because mx riding is on a track um the track is that wide and if you should crash or if you fall you cannot ride anymore you take a few steps and you're in normal pavement and you can walk right um for adventure riding i don't think that's the best best sole that you want to have because a lot of times if you have to get off the bike to push your bike whatever you're already lacking traction yeah and then you have to push a a 200 plus bike and you have this kind of sole then yeah like both of you are going to go down right yeah um
0: yeah mine are are pretty pretty smooth pretty smooth soles.
1: the thing was i was looking at them when i was back in germany as well and i think they have really good grip going uphill yeah yeah but that's how middle, they're the designed yeah because it just you know it holds yeah, you know yeah. down but downhill it's just like you know ice skating then probably yeah right yeah so that that was one reason why i didn't you know buy these kind of boots right
0: yeah well they're designed to slide forward because if you put your foot out when you're going off road you don't want it to catch right, um, right. you want it to slide people who do flat track and stuff yeah. it's, it's for that kind of thing and yeah. to be honest i would choose the enduro sole if if i had that option um yeah when i bought this I, I didn't see it or didn't think of it or whatever right um well, before
1: it was really before for example with the alpine stars family you had also the tech eight which was the top-notch enduro boot but nowadays it's actually not that common anymore i mean they still produce that that model but like uh, even though like a lot of shops they have tech 10 10s sevens you know whatever uh but eights for, for some reason are you know not every shop has those which is Quite interesting. I don't know why, yeah. but anyways, um, yeah, uh, the Tech 10 is basically proper, you know, best protection. Like I mean, uh, for for such a top tier tier boot, really really good. Um, but it's heavier. Uh, the new version is a little bit lighter. Um, you have an inner boot. That means you have to take the inner boot out. You have to put that on first. You know and stuff. But it means a little more protection, right? Walking, uh, you just you feel like a robot, yeah. you know, they, you take 10 steps and you're looking for somewhere to sit down, yeah. you know, and um, I mean, even though that they're getting a little bit lighter, it's just, you know, like this, it's like yeah. a ski boot, yeah. right? Um, then with my Tech 7s, uh, tech it's it's uh, the Tech 7 Dry Star, so it's basically the, the, the uh, off-road dirt bike enduro adventure boot, right? It's, mm. it's basically the same thing as a regular uh, Tech 7 enduro uh they also have two versions of, of it the the Cross with such kind of sole, and then the the enduro version with a little more thread in it and this one has the the enduro sole on it but it has dry star which is basically the alpine uh, sole equivalent to uh tex okay um in my opinion not as good good decent but not as good as gore um but yeah you can feel it it has a little more movement in it uh, it's a little more comfortable uh, it has four buckles instead of three buckles, which I'm lazy. I like three buckles, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, one thing I like about my Alpine Stars Toucans, which are uh, Alpine Stars uh, adventure boots, is that it has Gore Tex. And it, it, it's really comfortable. Uh, like, like you said, the sole is also a little bit uh, softer, so you can walk a little more in it. Um, which is great for most people. I realized when I ride a long time standing, uh, it, I, I can feel the pegs after uh, you know half a day or you know five six hours whatever. I start to feel it. Whereas in my motocross boots or you know, enduro boots, the sole is harder, right? Yeah. But then again, you so, know, so does
0: it have the steel shank or no? No, it doesn't. Yeah.
1: it doesn't. Right. So that's why, it, it, like you said, you know, it, it's softer. Right? Yeah. So it's, but I, I like to wear those during my trainings because I do a lot of walking. There. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to wear my proper MX boots because it's gonna, gonna, just going to kill me. Uh, latest was um, the climb, the new Climb Adventure boots. And they even give you, uh, I think, two extra soles in it. You know, a jail sole, whatever, you know. It's a very interesting boot because that boot is hard and soft at the same time. And it's really, really, you know, just... Uh, I don't know what to say, actually. Yeah. It's a sole... Is really thick, yeah. Uh, made by Michelin uh, rubber, whatever. You <laughs> know, it's going to give you extra grip, I guess, right? But it is it, on one side is really stiff. The sole is really thick, but you, then on the other side is very soft. You know, yeah. so you can move around. You can walk definitely. If I if I ride somewhere and I plan another you know hour of of hiking, we would like to wear those boots. Yeah, right? those have Gore-Tex. They're waterproof and everything. Really, really great. Um, just one buckle, which is convenient, right? Um, but uh, just to be clear, the the more we do just touring, the more I want to have comfort, you know. Uh, obviously, yeah. safety. But the more we go like really technical stu- uh, sections, riding, whatever. Uh, yeah, safety is is more important, right? Um, but you'll see that uh, a lot of times, you know, um, there is a difference between proper, you know, dirt gear and adventure gear. Yeah, but again, it's always that ratio comfort versus safety.
0: And one of the things that you mentioned uh, was was the Gore Tex, the, 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 the Dry Star uh, stuff. Uh, the the motocross gear. It's not even a little bit waterproof. Um, as soon as it, when I'm doing river crossings, as soon as a splash of water gets onto my, my boot, I feel it immediately. And, and it's just one of those things when I go into a riverbed, I know I'm going to have wet feet and I know I'm going to have to dry the boots afterwards. I have a, I have a boot dryer. I, I, I stick a tube down in it and I, and I dry it out and it's become a routine. Um, and you know, there isn't, there isn't one that's Better than the other. Um, it just it. There's pros and cons um, to both. Because the thing is, if you're doing deep water river crossings like the way that I do, um, you're going to end up getting water in the top. And once it goes down in there, it's it, you know then it's stuck. Um, because this boot does drain. Because as quickly as the water comes in, the water also leaves as well. Um, and so if you know you're going to just be doing easy stuff, um, if you know you're going to be on the road, you're do- dealing with rain. Uh, I hate wet feet when i'm on the road i i really really hate it um because when it's cold and and uh, ah it's one of those uh, it's very weird like if my hands if my hands are dry and my head's dry and my feet are dry i feel pretty dry (laughs) i don't Yeah, it's weird it's weird how that is um but when i'm off road yeah i just have wet feet that is, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean,
1: if, if, you, if you're on a long tour and you have wet feet, I mean, really soaked. You know, the water is in the boot. You know, and stuff. I mean, you're standing a lot, right? Yeah. And you know, it 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 gets very uncomfortable, right? And uh, yeah, mentioning rain, you know, like I had uh, two years ago, I had a training down in the south. and I was wearing my Scott gear, and right before I hit um, the the yeah the midsection of my tour down, it just you know. It just started raining like crazy. I didn't even have time to pull to the side, you know. Within like not even a minute, I was completely soaked, right? Um, and like you said, you know, even though I was wearing my my and two guns, right? They're waterproof. The water came in from like the inside, and there's no chance, right? Yeah. So because my gear was just got soaked, the water was inside my my pants and just 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 went down, and that was it, right? Then afterwards, behind uh, Qisan. Uh, right before I hit uh, Pingdong, uh, Like before the, the sun came out And when I hit Pingdong, I was dry yeah. And my gear, it gets Like that gear got, gets wet really fast But it dries also very fast So I was dry again Problem was my just feet were still wet right? <laughs> And eventually I stopped On the side, you know And I took off my boots And I just, you know Poured the water exactly, out Exactly right? <laughs> Even, you know, it was soaked with water Like there was water standing inside of my boots You know, I just poured it out and I spent basically half the night in the hotel just trying to dry my boots, you know, and stuff. So, and, um, yeah, that, that that just sucks. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it's just, um, I mean, it was just riding on road just to get down for a training. So, it was no off-road riding, standing, whatever. But, yeah, I understand that feeling, you know. Like, it's just, I mean, wet hands, okay, you know. Like, with, with uh, off roads uh, helmets, you get wet in the rain. Definitely, like, you're on the side, and on your mouth, whatever, yeah. you know. It's also okay. But wet feet...
0: Yeah, Uh, let me just cycle this because there's just one more thing. So, um, just the last thing uh, I think, if unless I'm missing something, uh, is is gloves. And for for on-road riding, um, you're gonna find you're going these are my old uh, on-road gloves that I that I used to wear all the time. Um, you're gonna find a lot of leather, uh, full gauntlet, um, things of that nature. Um, but off-road. Um, you don't really want that kind of stuff. Um, you, you want more dexterity in your hands. Um, you want your hands to stay cooler, not to sweat quite so much. Um, and so what I, I actually uh, don't currently have off-road specific gloves. I'm getting the, the Climb cars. Um, uh But I, I just, just buy a, a basic uh, glove. Um, you do want some knuckle protection uh, because, I mean, I have hand guards. Uh, but, but still, you want to protect your hands uh, from, from branches and stuff that are flying at your hands. And uh, you know, then you want good dexterity. Um, one, one little thing, uh, when I bought these, I noticed that all of them are going to the palm sliders. And I found out that those are actually to protect your wrists. So it's a common injury when you fall, um, when you hit the road, that you break your wrists. It's a, it's a common injury. And if this is to slide instead of catching, um, then instead of overextending your wrist and snapping it, you'll, you'll slide and the rest of your gear will, will do its job. Hopefully you're wearing full gear and, 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 and you'll be fine. you won't break anything. Um, and so that's a good thing to have on the road. Um, so your, your thoughts on gloves?
1: Oh, just, I com- completely agree with you. Uh, I was like on road it's all about leather. Because abrasion—that's one key point, right? Uh, off-road, more textile, right? Um, besides what you said, one other point for me would be—you uh, you know, like you said—sweat a lot, but also you know river crossings, whatever. you know? Yeah. Uh, water um, and leather—it's not the best combination. Yeah. Right? And no matter no matter how good the leather is, uh, you have to do a lot of you know maintenance on 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 the on the leather, and eventually it will still tear. Yeah. Right? So, um, offered riding, yeah, it's all about textile, right, you, I mean, it also depends, you have some uh, textile gloves that have also, you know, some carbon, you know, uh, knuckle protection, whatever, which is good, right, um, at least some rubber uh, extra uh, paddings on the, on the top, you know, um, because you will hit, you know, branches, whatever, I mean, we do have hand guards with the plastic uh, parts in front of it, you know, but you still hit something from time to time, right, but yeah basically um leather for for on-road riding uh and textile for off-road riding yeah
0: yeah yeah. you 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 want to protect your hands just just wear them um and and you know the number of people that we see who are who are under protected is just it it, it's it's just astounding um people people coming out in 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 regular shoes you know that they would wear to the mall uh and and uh, one thing I was going to mention in, uh, in the helmet thing is, you know, we didn't, we, we didn't mention uh, open-face helmets because when you're riding off-road, you should never be in an open-face helmet, uh, you know, unless maybe you're a trials guy. Those guys do that, and that's their thing. Um, but, but off-road, you've got branches and stuff coming at your face, and yet multiple times I've seen people with open-face helmets, and I'm just like, how exposed do you feel with your chin is the first thing that's going to come in contact with something. Um, We fall, I mean, I I fall a lot um, because I like to push myself. I like to try hard. I like to see something and I want to go for it and I want to give it a try. And if if I'm not protected, then I'm not going to give that a try uh, because I don't want to hurt myself. Um, I'd rather be protected, try something. Maybe I drop my bike. Maybe I fall off and I'm fine, right? And just wearing that good protection, being at that level, I think is just so important uh, to, to, having fun, to enjoying yourself off-road.
1: Yeah, 100% right. I mean, it's just, I mean, there are people who are extremely up, uh, optimistic, you know, and, uh, that's great for them. You know, um, there are people who never crash and that's also great for them. Uh, I know I will crash, I crash, I, you know, and it's just part of the game and it's just the same thing. Why do you buy insurance? Right. And this is the best insurance, right? Uh, if you are protected, your mind while riding has to spend less amount of, you know, thinking, okay, if I do this now, you know, how much is going to hurt or how much time will I spend in uh, at the ER or whatever, you know. So, if you have proper gear, you can enjoy more. That's, that's you know, I mean, you just mentioned open face helmets. Another thing, I'm sure you've seen it also so many times, you know, amazing bikes, tricked out, and then super cheap gear. or none, you know and and this is like you know the rider is most important you know and i mean yeah it sounds old i know you know like you can always buy a new bike and you cannot buy your health or whatever yeah i mean but it's still true you know and maybe it's my my age i'm slowly getting a little bit older now you know the body's not healing that fast anymore right or maybe even like not at all but um it is really you have to take care of yourself Right, and the more you take care of yourself, the more you can enjoy it. That simple, right? Uh, we had, uh, uh, you know, Tiger? Right? Yeah. And um, he, he likes to go hardcore. Yeah. And just this one time, he didn't wear his neck brace. They went uh, sand riding and he was doing some power drifts and he high-sided. Wow. And he over, overextended his neck. And it was nothing too serious, but for a couple months, he, was, he had problems. Like wow. some nerve damage, whatever and it actually went all the way into his fingers. Wow. So he's like uh, even and he has he has a like a like small little restaurant, right? So every time he was, you know, washing vegetables whatever, everything, every time water, no matter what 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 temperature was, you know, but even cold water, normal temperature water was 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 touching his hand, it felt like it was burning. Ah. And just this one time Just one time, you know, and, um, and I have a couple of these stories, you know? Yeah. If it's always the same principle, you know, this one time, you know, you don't wear that and then things happen. And again, there are lucky people, uh, that, you know, they don't experience that. And there are people with extremely well skills, like good skills, and they also don't experience that. Um, but yeah, I, I know I will because I have, and I, I want to be on the safe side. I want to enjoy, and I know that, um, there is a good chance I can return home to my family in one piece.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my my favorite is I saw a guy riding a a Dugati, um, the, the, the the cruiser Dugattis, the D- Diavel, Diavel yeah. right? Uh, uh, in in jeans, a t-shirt, um, and he had one of those half shell helmets that that you that you buy at careful for like five hundred t. It's like your bike. A million.